My really poor analogy is it's a bit like saying we've got a knife, fork and spoon and we're going to sell you one of these, whatever your issue is. You know, the bigger question is what are you having for dinner? Can we help you with that? Um, you know, well, you're actually eating rice. Would you like to eat that with chopsticks? Or, uh, you know, you're eating a hot dog. Would you like to eat that with your hands? So you've first of all got to have that bigger strategic conversation around what the problem or issue is before you can decide how to execute around that. Welcome to Ashton Cast. Short, sharp stories and solutions to the biggest challenges facing advertising, media, marketing, and CX. I'm Gavin Stewart, co-founding partner and marketing director at Ashton Media and your host. In the beginning. It's a regularly told story, a common theme seen over and over. David and Goliath, a mighty warrior, a giant of fearsome renown, is laid low by an unarmoured shepherd boy armed with a sling. A small, underestimated competitor triumphs with skill and tact. Where your opponent is relying on their existing advantages, create advantages. Goliath, in the form of consultancies, has arrived. And whether they like it or not, Adlan must once again adapt. And fast. The major consultancies, Deloitte, PwC, KPMG, EY, and Accenture and Friends have more people power, deeper pockets, and a seat at most of the boardroom tables in Australia. There are four industries converging here. Take it away, Billy. There's the tech firms, and you can put an IBM and an Accenture into that space. And then there's obviously the big four accounting firms, and you know they've got around the world between 200 and 10 and 250,000 employees. Those, those bigger tech firms have got 380,000 plus, I think, um, people. You know, the biggest agency holding group, WPP, has got 130,000 people. And by the time you get down to number six around the Havasan uh, mark, you're down to 25,000 people. Is it a simple case of consultancies versus agencies where consultancies are Goliath and the agencies David? Or is there more to it than that? We spoke to Adlan legends Andrew Billy Baxter Senior Advisor in KPMG's Customer Brand and Marketing Advisory Practice, Leif Stromness, MD of DDB Sydney, and Phil McDonald, CEO of BCM, to find the answers. The episode will continue after this short ad break. Today's episode of Ashton Cast is brought to you by the seventh outing of the Agency Leaders Symposium, which takes place on the 3rd and 4th of September in the beautiful Hunter Valley. And it is beautiful up there in springtime. Be part of an exclusive audience with the biggest name in advertising, Sir Martin Sorrell. Yes, the Sir Martin Sorrell. As well as the global CMO of The Economist, the CEO of Mediacom China and more. Places are strictly limited. Please visit ashtonmedia.com.au for details. Part one. What happened to agencies? Why are the consultancies there now? Back to the story, here's Goliath. Unfortunately, the, uh, the agency world became a little bit beholden at a global level to the share market, a bit like the banks did here in, in Australia. And, and when they did that, they were constantly reporting on 
how quickly their creative businesses were growing, how quickly their media businesses were growing, how quickly their digital businesses were growing. And that was, they were talking to the analysts, fine, but a lot of their customers, the marketing community, that, that, that was more of an executional outcome, not actually the deeper strategic conversation to be had. That's Billy Baxter, former CEO of Publicis, who made the jump to KPMG's customer, marketing and brand practice after 25 years in Adland. I think they're a formidable competitor, but I feel like we have, we have points of distinctiveness over them that make us quite formidable as well. And I, I, don't, I don't predict the demise of advertising agencies anytime soon. I do think we're going to have to become... Um, leaner, smarter, probably more digitally savvy and probably more data savvy. And that's been forced upon us by clients, but also the emergence of consultancies in our space. That's Leif Stromness, MD of Strategy and Innovation at DDB Sydney. He's been there for 20 years. That's a lifetime in the advertising industry. Leif's one half of the David equation. I don't think there's any doubt that that the big consultancies are having an impact on, on media and advertising and marketing at the moment. Um, it's well publicised that you know their growth rates um, across all their services that they offer is is being double digit, and their scale and 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 the scale of revenue and fees is something that uh, in our world we could only only wish for. But I think, like all of us, they've seen a slowdown in growth from their traditional uh, lines of, of business, and so they, like everyone, um, have been looking for new places to grow. And um, it's no surprise that. If you've been making money out of um, doing digital consultancy and platform implementation and things of that nature, that um, you look to brand strategy, um, creative services, um, you know, even things like production and, and programmatic media implementation and the like. So they're having a real effect and it's not new. They've been um, in the space for four to five years and, as we know, been quite active in the in the acquisition um, sphere as well, um, both at, at acquiring creative agencies, as we well know, all over the world, but also, you know, for some time now, specialist communication agencies. That's Phil McDonald, partner at independent agency BCM Group. Phil spent 11 years with YNR as their CEO and managing director. Phil's the other half of the David equation, representing smaller independent agencies. So why are clients choosing to work with Goliath over David? Or is there more to it than that? Part two. So Goliath, um, I mean, Billy Baxter, why have consultancies strayed into agency territory? You know, the agencies, uh, for whatever reason, many of them, Um, stopped having as many of those bigger, deeper strategic conversations. And I think the consulting firms and the accounting firms are having those conversations still. And clearly, when you see the growth of some of those um, consulting and accounting firms, that that shows you that there's still a need in the marketplace for that sort of advice. Uh, Whereas uh, I think, you know, when you're talking about creativity, digital uh, and uh, and media, that's really the uh, one, two or three or combination of the way you might execute um, a, um, you know, uh, out of a problem. And my really poor analogy is it's a bit like saying we've got a knife, fork and spoon and we're going to sell you one of these, whatever your issue is. Whereas I think, you know, the bigger question is what are you having for dinner? Can we help you with that? Um, you know, oh, you're actually eating rice. Would you like to eat that with chopsticks? Or, uh, you know, you're eating a hot dog. Would you like to eat that with your hand? So and I know it's a clumsy analogy, but I, I think... 
you've first of all got to have that bigger strategic conversation around what the problem or issue is before you can decide how to execute around that. I think the, the competitive landscape of what we do has been changing dramatically for probably longer than having the consultancies move into what we do. I mean, I, I've been saying for, I don't know, probably close to a decade that, that um, you know, media agencies and creative agencies have been, um, uh, you know, competitive um, for a very long time, you know, since they've been separate almost. And, and agencies and clients have been working out ways to structure their relationships. And what's happened out of that in that context is a lot of agencies go media first and, and have a lot of their relationship with the media company and then they they buy specialist creative, digital, social, whatever, um, off the back of it. And yet there's other clients who prefer to have a mainstream key relationship with their creative and and brand agency and, and, and a lesser influence from the media agency. So this, this creative landscape's been shifting for a while and I think having the consultancies come in just means they're an extra player in this really fragmented um uh, competitive landscape that, that has for so long included digital agencies and social agencies. And I think what we're seeing again now, just in the last two or three years, um, that, that's just shifting again. In fact, I think it's just going to keep shifting. I think if we think we can mark out the playing field and know where all the lines are and what game we're playing and keep going for the next three or four years, we're kidding ourselves. I think there's, the shifting sands will become the norm and have become the norm. Look, at the end of the day, most agencies for the last 15 years have been working with multiple partners, either within their own holding group or or outside. Um, you know, I think a lot of clients have built villages of, you know, key suppliers in certain specialist areas. And I think the consulting and accounting firms have, have just added another one of those, um, certainly at the higher end of, of strategic thinking and consulting work and advisory work to that mix. So, so, so to me... It's, it's just, a, you know, I think agencies have gotten used to working with specialists. It might be a specialist shopper business or you might be working with a media business that's not part of your, your world and you end up coming together and working really well for the benefit of the client. At the end of the day, the 101 of marketing is who's, who's our target audience? Well, that is the marketing community and what do they need from you? And, and right now they're voting with their feet in terms of what they need and they're clearly saying we, on occasion we need some of this type of help around, around um, you know, strong strategic thinking, solving problems, consulting around the various parts of the marketing department. And then they're still going to need some help with executing that, um, delivering that through whatever channels they decide to deliver it through. So, so for me, it's, it's not about the agencies and the consulting firms or the accounting firms. It's actually about what the client wants mm. and what the client needs. And, and, and we so often forget and so many senior people in our industry don't bother going and asking senior clients what they actually want and what they actually need. I, I think w- one of the challenges um, is, you know, classically, and I'm no different, I grew up in a world where packaged goods was the main game in town. Um, and 15 years ago, I look at DDB's client list, we had Unilever, we still do, but Unilever was a very big piece of business for us. Johnson & Johnson was a very big piece of business for us, Arnott's, etc., those businesses have lost their marketing influence because their budgets have been decimated by by their business model and by the retail environment, and that's inevitable. And that's been a long, slow, a long, slow um, trajectory. We have had to become much more fluent in services in the last ten to fifteen years. You have got to have a bank to be a big agency in Sydney and Australia. 
you need a bank, you need a, a, a motor car manufacturer, you need an airline, you need a big retailer. And these are complicated businesses with very intricate digital ecosystems. Um, I don't think ad agencies have necessarily grasped the experience side of the equation as quickly as we, we could have and should have, knowing that these businesses, while there is brand building involved and it's very important to set out the story for the brand, the infrastructure of the delivery of that experience is so damn important. And I think consultancies have grown out of, out of that world um, and are teaching us the importance of absolutely effortless, fluent, fluent, flawless execution in the experience space. And they have done a fantastic job there and they are world-class starting there. But Leif, representing Team David, thinks that having some talented new competitors on the playing field is nothing to be afraid of. I personally think it's a really good thing. Um, it's forcing us to, to lift our game. Um, you know, we agencies have been under threat forever. Um, this is not new. Uh, we have always had people coming and changing our business, changing our, our, um, our business model. But I think, you know, we're like cockroaches. We, we kind of, we, we survive, we, um, we survive, we, we adapt. And, and, you know, consultancies are no different. They bring a lot of rigor, which I really respect as a strategist. Um, I think their IP is incredible. In fact, their IP makes ours look Mickey Mouse. Um, we spend about 1% um, of DDB's revenue, 1% to, 1 to 2% of revenue on training. I'd suggest the big four are spending a lot more than that and their revenue is much bigger. So if Goliath is coming to crush David, what hidden weapons does David have at his disposal to overcome such a mighty adversary? Part three. I think if we try and mimic consultancies, we will die as, as, as a business. We are we are different to consultancies. Um, I I kind of love the fact that we're on long term contracts with clients. So we've had McDonald's at DDB Sydney for forty eight years. I don't know many consultants that would have a client in the building continuously for forty eight years, day in day out. And I think that gives us a real point of distinction versus consultancies. And, you know, I've personally worked at McDonald's for 20 years at the agency. And I think, I, I, I feel like we can add a level of partnership and strategic rigor um, because the clients come and go. You know, I must have seen 10 marketing directors in that time, maybe eight or seven, doesn't matter. You know, we have a continuity on that business that makes us such a deep partner into McDonald's. And they would see us absolutely as part of their business. And, I don't know whether this happens in consultancies, but McDonald's come to our business every Wednesday and work out of DDB Sydney. We have 40 to 50 clients coming to the agency. That's the level of partnership. Um, and I think that's really valuable and really distinctive. Um, so I wouldn't like us to go into projects or to project fees. Um, I love the fact that we are on long-term retainers and we can deeply invest in the business for a long period of time knowing that we are there for the long term um, and you know the second part of my question is uh, my answer is we are building brands for the long term as well and I don't know how you can have a long-term mindset if you're on a project or a project fee I, I, I think um, you know I think the incumbency about agencies um, allows us to think for two years, five years, 10 years about brands, knowing that we're hopefully going to be the partner for the next 10 years. And that's 
massively exciting for us and very motivating for our people as well. Um, I don't like the idea of us going on to project fees. I don't like the idea of us being short-term strikers for brands. I like the idea of building long-term partnerships because growth is a long-term proposition and advertising is a long-term game. You, you can spark sales in the short term, no doubt, but good advertising works in the long term and growth is a long-term proposition. So, um, you know, I don't want to mimic consultancies and become project-based. I want to be retained for long periods of time um, across big clients and be real business partners to them. And, and the other thing I would argue, and this might sound facetious, but I'd say McDonald's value us for that input and our fees over 48 years would be substantial. So they really value our input over the long term um, and have for a long time. They're going to constantly and have constantly found their own challenges. I mean, you know, we know that that growth's dried up. We know that they're looking for new ways to grow. We know that we think they're just coming after, you know, our space, but they're not. They're, you know, um, PwC have got a large legal practice now um, competing against mainstream um, legal firms. So, you know, this, they're going to find the same challenges we do as well. So they don't have the the panacea for everyone's deals um, that you know, we necessarily need to be too worried about. Um, that they're going to have their own challenges. They're going to have us competing against them. And, you know, I think we we will always do things differently as a group of creative and or media specialists. We, we do know what we do and we do have certain things that, that consultancies by nature are going to have hard a hard time replicating and that's why they're requiring specialist agencies. You know, it's very hard to you know, create a, a creative culture. It's very hard to, therefore, attract, you know, market-leading creative talent. Um, yeah, it's also difficult to to understand and have close relationships with media overnight. Um, and so they're going to face those those challenges too. So um, for me, it's it's not getting hung up on on on, on um, those professional services firms becoming competitors. It's just getting on with what we do and and um, focusing on what's important with and for our clients. So if David has it nailed from a creative point of view, maintains long-term relationships with clients and beats Goliath on culture, what's Goliath's comeback? If you can't beat him, buy him. I guess we sort of saw Accenture lead the charge there. They seem to be the most aggressive and cashed up of the global um, professional services firms. You know, starting, you know, Kamarama has always been an agency that I've looked at from an integrated point of view. Um, which, which you know, we are at BCM and, and always admired the way they they structured their business. So I mean, looking at at, at that acquisition a few years ago, followed very closely by you know the monkeys locally, um, Droga most recently, um, you know, and then and then you look at PwC doing different things by by taking a, a smaller strategic stake in in an integrated independent agency. Uh, wait, Phil. You forgot to mention that Accenture Interactive just acquired global creative powerhouse Droga 5 for a staggering US $500 million. The biggest acquisition since their founding in 2009. Um, yeah, you can see what they're doing. They're, they're, they're playing in the space. They're looking at um, strategic partnerships, but, but they're looking at acquiring new skill sets that they don't have so they can grow revenue and... You know that's 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 the world. It's no surprise in many respects that that they're doing that, um, and that they are now, you know, more often than not, very real competitors. 
But DDB's Leif Stromness actually thinks Adland may just be the Goliath in this battle. I, I'm, I'm not sure David and Goliath is right. Um, you know, they are certainly much bigger businesses than we are. But if you, if you, uh, if you were arguing our business is a creative business, I'd say we're, we're, we're Goliath and they, David. I, I personally feel our environment, our culture, our agencies are a breeding ground for quite breakthrough creative thinking, um, not incremental, iconically creative thinking. Um, and I, 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 we, we're not going to give that up. We are not going to give up our position as being a business that can attract weirdos and above average creative talent. I, I think there is a slightly different mindset to working in a consultancy. I think your starting point is we're a serious business. We make a lot of money and we give clients really serious advice about their business and making their business more money. I think agencies have slightly more license to go. We're going to think outside the box, be slightly more disruptive uh, and take a punt on something. Um, and I think that's that, you know, I guard that very jealously. And I think our creative talent thrives in that sort of environment. You know, not every hour is billed in an ad agency. And that's something consultancies teach us that it's, it's to make money. You've got to bill every hour. We don't work like that. We have some discretionary time where people can think blue sky because we have these deep relationships with clients. We can go off piste and solve problems that they haven't asked us about because we understand their business. And I think that gives us an edge creatively so is it david and goliath revenue wise they are goliath and we are david many many agencies every single day are carrying out um, business strategy and brand strategy um, projects for clients so in in many ways we've always done a lot of strategy work and a lot of business strategy and, and brand planning strategic work anyway so we, we've sort of moved into that space a long time ago Anyway, so it's not that we're not doing it or we don't want to do some of that more business-focused strategic work. It's just that we've got to stick to what we know and the thing that differentiates us is creativity and creative thinking and people who, who yearn for that, that culture. I was just reading in another publication you know, today and then listened to a podcast the other day about the number of people who have gone to the consultancy side, professional services firm side, who have come from traditional creative or digital or, or um, design companies and have, have um, done one or two or three years and come back um, to, to work in more traditional creative agencies. So the people have gone in and found that actually they missed the, the creativity and the culture and the vibe. And so that's something that we're always going to own. Um, so that, and that to me reaffirms that we shouldn't be mimicking consultancies. We should be offering something different to them. So, will David have to let Goliath join the gang? I think we have no choice. Um, honestly, I think clients uh, are calling the shots in this regard. Business is complicated. As I said, we're in the world of services businesses now. It isn't about producing an advert. Um, it is that, but it's a lot more. And consultancies have the jump on us. I don't think we can do anything to stop them entering our world. Uh, I think they're in our world. Um, their starting point is slightly different to ours. They are much more on the, we're doing the digital transformation. Now let us sell you the solution, the, the creative solution to fulfill that. You know, we start much more on the demand side and how consumers and humans behave in the real world. They're, they're, they're in our space, whether we like it or not. We have got to adapt. We can't moan about it. Um, they're not going away. Clients want them there. Clients enjoy having them there. Um, 
Do they offer a better service? I'm not sure. I think, you know, agencies once again have, are very skilled at building deep, meaningful, value-added relationships and clients actually like hanging around at agencies. And if I think about who the fastest growing agencies have been over the last five years or so, I look at places like MNC Saatchi and CHE Proximity who've actually had a really strong strategic bent. And for, to me, that's, that's, um, yeah, that's no surprise. You know, for me, if you went back 25 years ago when I started in agency land, um, the only place you would go for if you had a brand issue or you want to develop your brand was an agency. And now you could go to an agency, you could go to an accounting firm, you could go to a consultancy. I think for the entire marketing and communications industry, it, it puts a, uh, a spotlight again on the, uh, on the value of great strategic and consulting thinking. Uh, that 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 hopefully is a, is a great outcome for everybody. Um, it's not something to be, you know, in, in major deals in agency ward. It was often something that was almost given away for free. Well, at the end of the day, they, that is that is the thing. You know, marketing is is of such a brilliant growth lever, um, and, and you know we've had ten years since the GFC of of, of fine tuning and cutting costs. Um, you know, being as efficient as we can. You, uh, most businesses are now looking to drive the top line, and and marketing's a brilliant way to do that. And you need great thinking. To, to be able to, uh, to get through that. So Leif, any parting words? I'd say for breakthrough creative ideas, um, I'd say we are, we, we, we are Goliath and they are David and, and I'm, you know, we're going to guard that very jealously um, as, as an industry because that is what sets us apart. As you can see, it's a complex issue with no easy answers, but it's clear that the consultancies are here to stay. Only time will tell who will gain the lion's share of the lucrative advertising market. Thanks for listening to Ashton Cast. If you like it, share it. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and Acast. Feel free to follow us on your favourite social channel. Until next time, have a great day and take care of each other. Ashton. Ashton. Ashton Media. Ashton Media.